If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, it's Pokemon Cave here, and it's time for another episode of Pokemon WTF Moments. So today, we have episode 6 and 7. Uh, episode 6 is Mount Moon. And episode 7 is Cerulean City. Uh, both episodes have quite a bit of uh, WTF moments and areas that didn't quite make sense. Uh, starting off in season, or in episode 6, uh, the uh, Ash, Misty, and Brock come across Seaman, uh, uh, or Simone, I mean. <laughs> um, he's being attacked by Zubats <clears throat> after they... Uh, rescue him uh, he explains to the group that the cave is lit up and that uh, that's what's causing the Pokemon to go crazy uh, now why doesn't he just remove the lights or is he actually removing the lights and uh, it's later found out that it's Team Rocket who has causing this is Team Rocket reinstalling the lights um, again why didn't he just cut the power supply right um, you know, there are definitely raids around it. Um, <laughs> Ash sees a Clefairy, right away tries to catch it. Now, has he actually learned his lesson? Uh, or maybe not. Uh, the Pokeball that he pulls out, I'm really hoping it was, in fact, one of his Pokemon to try and battle the Clefairy and not just throw a Pokeball at it and hope that he actually catches it. Um, but we'll never find out. Um, <clears throat> Brock sends out a Zubat. 
uh, when the heck did he catch that? He mentions that he caught it back when the other Zubats were there uh, attacking Simone. Uh, again, when did he have time for that? Why didn't we see it happen? Uh, from what I can understand is it appears that uh, Pikachu shocked them all and Brock took the opportunity to just catch one. Uh, which is kind of a dick move. I mean, I guess, you know, shoot or take your shot, right? Um, but at the same time, Ash was the one, well, I guess technically Pikachu was the one that did all the work. Why the heck is Brock stepping in and grabbing a Zubat, right? Uh, <clears throat> Simone <laughs> eats the Pokemon food and likes it, but Ash doesn't. Uh, when they're feeding their Pokemon later on. Um, is that a play on Simone as, you know, showing that he's just not quite all there, you know, kind of mentally or whatnot? Um, and that possibly Ash is, or Simone is just, has better taste buds or less, less picky taste buds? Uh, I mean, I don't think I would eat Pokemon food. Uh, <laughs> Simone, Simone figures that you can ride the Moonstone to the moon. Um, never mind the fact that there's no propulsion system, there's no, you know, rocket fuel, there's no rockets, there's no propeller, there's no nothing. That rock's not getting off the ground. What makes you think that you can just magically ride that rock to the moon um and again let's just say by some miracle of fluke that you could actually ride that thing to the moon if it was somehow possible possible how would you strap yourself to it <laughs> you know you're gonna grab a roll of duct tape and just pray for the best um <laughs> you know so, when uh, Justin and James and Meowth attack the three, uh, Ash, Brock, and Misty, and Simone, when the, the smoke clears from coughing, the stone's missing. Uh, it appears that it's been dug through the ground. Is there no way at all that Ash, Brock, and Misty did not hear or feel that giant moonstone being taken away? Like, that's a pretty big freaking stone. You know, sure, yeah, Ekans dug underground, and, and I'm assuming that's how they got the stone dropped into the ground, was through Ekans. Uh, um, but come on. You gotta be kidding me, right? Um, near the end of the episode, this is the last uh, WTF moment of episode 6, uh, it looks like the stone blew up. Yet, it's back in the cave. So, did only some of it blow up then? Like, the stone obviously looks uh, a bit smaller. Maybe a quarter of the size. Or, looks like a quarter of the size is missing. Uh, and I'm assuming that would explain why only some of the Clefairy evolved into Clefable. As there just wasn't enough chunks to evolve them all. Because uh, I'm assuming if it, that big large stone had blown up, you would figure it would be enough to evolve all of the Clefairy, right? Uh, into Clefable. Um, but again, 
it doesn't really give you a lot of insight into that, right? It just magically comes back to where it should be and all everything is hunky-dory. Uh, so that's the end of episode 6 of season 1. Uh, next we're going to be doing episode 7, which is uh, Ash Missing Brock heading into Cerulean City. So with episode 7, uh, we start off with uh, Ash Missing Brock, uh, well eventually Misty, uh, ending up in Cerulean City. Um, on the way into the city, Misty is trying her best to prevent Ash and Brock from going into the city and instead skipping it and going on to the next city. Um, it's later found out that she is in fact one of the gym leaders uh, and she doesn't want to actually physically go back into the city uh, for fear of being seen as a failure. Um, but <clears throat> so when they get into the city, they notice the crime scene from where Team Rocket had been. Um, again, Officer Jenny thinks Ash looks suspicious. Um, why? Is it because he's the only one that has a Pokemon with him, kind of in plain sight? Uh, or is it the fact that he's new to the city and that Officer Jenny knows everyone from the city and suspects that because he's new that obviously he's suspicious? Again, doesn't really make sense. Um, Ash proves who he is by showing her his Pokedex, uh, which states that he's a trainer from Palatown. Uh, <laughs> Brock proves that he's a gym leader by showing a Boulder badge. Um, how? I mean, there's three other gym leader, or actually, sorry, uh, three other gym trainer. Pokemon trainers, uh, including Ash, so four, four other trainers who have a gym badge um, the, from Brock, the Boulder badge. So, could Ash not turn around and say, oh, well, I'm not suspicious, I'm the Peter City gym leader because I have a badge? Or is it technically a special badge that states? you know, gym leader on it, um, whereas the other badges say trainer on it. Um, obviously, you can't see that kind of detail in the anime, but I'm going to assume that's what it says, maybe on the back side of it. One says trainer, one says leader, uh, but who knows. Um, Ash asks for advice on how to beat the Cerulean City gym leader. Brock calls him or calls the gym leader a he, yet yeah, it's run by Misty and her sisters, or technically her sisters at the moment. Um, when Ash does get to the gym, he sees the, the sisters performing um, some kind of show. They jump into the water, pop out, and yet their hair shows that it's wet, but the hair stays perfectly in place. Um... Either Japanese anime doesn't depict uh, hair movement um, when it's wet, or they were just lazy writing back in the early, early 2000s, uh, or they got some really strong freaking hair, um, some hair gel in there <laughs> to be able to hold their hair up like that, but still get wet. Um, <clears throat> when he tries to battle them. 
they state that they don't have any Pokemon left except for Godin, and apparently Godin is useless. Um, how? How is Godin useless? Uh, it, keep in mind, it's been a long time since I've watched this episode. I seriously thought they were going to send out a Magikarp, which actually would make sense as saying, we can't face you, all we have is a freaking Magikarp. Um, but they send out Godin. Yes, apparently Godin only has one move, which is uh, Horn Attack. But at least it's an attack, right? It's still eligible to fight. It can still fight. Um, but they won't. Uh, so instead, the sisters are willing to just give the badge away. <laughs> you know, as a, you know, we don't want to fight you. We can't fight you. We don't want to lose again. So here, just take the badge and get the heck out of our face. Like, why? Why couldn't? I mean, why? Why is it apparently that simple? Um, you don't see that in the video games, <laughs> you know? Um, so, when Misty shows up at the gym, they state, or the sisters state that Misty must have failed as being a gym trainer. And that's why she's back. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But if you own or run a gym, shouldn't you be like a proper gym or a proper Pokemon trainer and actually know yourself? Like, shouldn't that be a requirement to actually owning and running a gym? Or is it just basically, oh, we have an opening for this gym in the city. Let's pull a name out of the hat and boom, you're the new gym leader. Uh, doesn't really make sense, right? Um, <laughs> when Ash decides to face Peak or face uh, Misty, uh, instead of throwing a Pokeball, he decides that he's gonna try and throw at Pikachu. Um, I guess you know, looking at it now, it kind of why? Why would you throw a Pokemon into battle, literally? Um, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense, you know, Pikachu's not in a Pokeball, um, but he could have just simply pointed out and said go Pikachu um instead of trying to physically throw Pikachu like that's a little abusive no wonder Pikachu's not fully into being your friend at that moment right uh, how would you feel if your so-called trainer or whatever tried to physically throw you right um Missy sends out a Staryu um the, the majority of the fight Staryu is on land, or on the, uh, the flotation device. Why? It's a water-type Pokemon. Get it in the water, it can actually dodge a lot better in the water, but yet she spent the majority of the fight on land. Uh, it wasn't until Butterfree used Stun Spore, uh, is when Misty decided, oh, let's jump in the water, wash it off. Washes it off, comes back. You know, apparently stronger and ready to fight. So, Ash's fix for that is, well, Stun Spore didn't work because she washed it off. So, let's use Sleep Powder. Because, you know, she totally won't try and wash it off again, right? Like, come on, man. Give your head a shake. For crying out loud. Uh, that's just, that's pure stupidity. <laughs> um... <laughs> When, when, uh, 
Justin James and Meowth uh, attack the gym. Uh, and they start to suck up Pikachu and Pikachu shocks them. The quote that comes out of James's mouth. I understand what he meant. But it sounded really, really wrong. Uh, and that quote is, it's times like this that make me want to go straight. Hmm. <laughs> is that so, James? Really? Is that so? Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all, we all hopefully know what you mean. Straight as in, you know, leaving the life of crime behind and, and being a better human being. But, you know... Read between the lines a little bit. And you see you want to go straight. <laughs> um, you know, I... I would have picked better words. Probably. Um, you know, there would have been better things to say at that point. Um, you know. So I'm just saying. You know, you could have picked something better to actually say. Um, at the end of it. Ash gets the badge again by a fluke and a technicality. Uh, sisters mentioned that if he had used Pikachu, he would have won regardless. That's true. Pikachu didn't really have to do much if he had actually fought. Um, again, Thunderbolt, Thundershock, even. He, he would have won. Uh, facing a, a water gym... Pikachu would have won hands down. Probably would have been the most easiest battle that Ash has ever done. Uh, in, except for uh, when he faces Paris in a much later episode. Uh, and I'll be talking about that when that comes around. Um, but here's the thing though. Ash didn't win. Misty didn't win. Uh, the way I see it, it was a tie. Butterfree was pretty much useless while I was trying to tread water and not drown. Uh, Star Me was knocked out, or essentially close to being knocked out, according to Misty. So he, it was unable to battle. Um, I mean, Ash still had Metapod and Pidgeotto. Mind you, he used Pidgeotto, so I'm assuming he should have kept with that one uh using Pidgeotto and Butterfree as his two Pokemon uh so it should have been Pidgeotto versus Starrier U um essentially to see who would win um if it were me I would have done a rebattle uh one-on-one -on -one Pidgeotto versus Staryu Whoever wins between those two Pokemon, that's who wins the gym battle because they were already tied, right? Um, just because a trainer would have won if they used set Pokemon doesn't mean that they win because the, the trainer didn't use that Pokemon, right? Um, and that's the problem. You can't be winning battles... Uh, by technicalities like that. It just doesn't make sense. Um, it doesn't actually improve you as a Pokemon trainer. Um, the last moment 
for episode seven uh, was the classic. Ash comes out, says, guess what, Brock, I won, and shows him the badge. And Brock's response was so fucking cold. Basically, oh, cool. All right, let's go. In other words, huh, all right, cool. You got another badge. You probably didn't get the fairway, so yeah, screw you. Let's go. Let's go to the next city and see what happens there, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I love how Brock just doesn't give a shit. And, you know, if I, if, if he had seen everything that had gone on, uh, he probably wouldn't have given a shit regardless. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I think he knows, at least this early in the season, that Ash is a pushover. He's not that strong. He's He hasn't earned his two badges at all. You need to remember that. He has not actually earned these two badges. He hasn't earned a border badge. He hasn't earned the Sheronian City badge or the Cascade badge. He's won both of those badges under technicalities one for showing heart i guess and respect and whatnot and one for the assumption that he should have used pikachu when he told pikachu to battle and then he would have won um but yeah he didn't win those two badges technically the way i see it is he's moving on to the third gym and he has no badges in my eyes um but that is everything for episode six and episode seven. Uh, next podcast will be episode eight and episode nine. Uh, that should be, I think I'm going to do it in a couple days. Uh, I have a couple of days of, or a couple of nights of work uh, coming up. So, um, you know, I'm recording this on thursday night the 13th of may uh 2021 um friday i'm busy all day with my children doing their distance learning here um and then i work friday night i'll be asleep all day saturday while my father-in-law watches the kids and then by the time i get up it's basically make dinner and go back to work um, so I'll try and aim for another podcast on Sunday, I think. And as long as the kids are being haved and whatnot, um, and aren't being too kind of rambunctious or, uh, testy, you know, um, cause I don't sleep on my days off. Sunday is my, my next day off, um, cause I'm off for a week or so, uh, for a plant wide shutdown. Uh, so if they, if they prove that they're not going to be uh, rambunctious animals, I might actually throw them on the podcast as, as well uh, and get their take on, on how they see these episodes compared to how I see these episodes, right? Uh, it's always great to see the perspective from the younger generation versus us older generation. Um, between from when we first saw these episodes to how these guys see these episodes uh other than that that is everything thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you on the next episode 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.